Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. And once again, my husband, Eric, is joining me today. Hi, Eric. Hello. So today is an important episode for me. It's it's important because it's something that over the last few years, it's begun to make a huge difference in our healing. And it just felt important to record this episode because I think this topic will be helpful to those of you who are listening who are going through a difficult season. And the topic today is how laughter can help us fight for joy, even in the midst of pain and tears. For those of you who are not dealing with difficult circumstances, you might be thinking, well, duh, of course, it's good to laugh. Um, But if you're like us and you've walked through some horrific pain or you're in the midst of grief, you're probably ready to turn this podcast off thinking that happiness and laughter just feels impossible or at least inappropriate. And we are here to say that we get it. We just want to share a little bit of what we've experienced to hopefully give you hope for your situation as well. So Eric, last week we went to a comedy show with our dear friends Jay and Jody. And honestly, after Jackson died, I would have never imagined that we would be able to do something like that again. In fact, at the time of the accident, we'd already purchased tickets for a comedy show, and we were supposed to take the kids to that later that year. But the thought of going actually just made me want to throw up. Um, number one, it because it was tender. You and Jackson had just seen that comedian yeah. uh, perform in St. Louis. Um, but I just, so I couldn't imagine how triggering that would be for you. But, um, but two, I just couldn't imagine putting our sadness on any kind of hold to just sit and laugh at, at dumb jokes. But... Last week, eight and a half years into our grief, our friends asked us to go with them and we did and we laughed and it was it was life giving and fun. And so like we've been saying all along on the podcast, I knew we could still have joy. I saw promises about that all over the Bible, but I literally remember searching God's word for any sort of passage about the value of laughter or any examples of Jesus laughing. And it just seemed to me as a grieving mom that I no longer needed laughter in my life and that I would experience joy. I would fight for that joy. Life would still be worth living, um, but I just didn't really want to laugh anymore. Life just felt too broken for that. My heart was too broken for that. Um, I even remember feeling hurt when people around me were laughing or being silly. It just, I took it way too personally and even step back from some relationships for a time. I was just way more comfortable around friends and family who wanted to talk about the deeper and really even the sadder things of life and just let us cry and cry with us, not not laugh. And so, Eric, I didn't want you to laugh either, did I? No. <laughs> no. And no. I mean, this all sounds so terrible and so sad um, when I'm saying it now, but at the time... I just couldn't imagine getting to a place where it felt possible or appropriate. So why don't you start out by just sharing a little bit about that season in our life, just the first days or weeks or even months after Jackson died, just kind of in relation to how it affected our ability to laugh and have fun. And, you know, because up until that point in our life, laughter was a huge part of our relationship and our family and our our friendships and our daily life. Yeah, so I think in writing some notes about this episode, I think that was how I framed it in my mind, like 90 days in things that I had no idea of. Um, I've always heard that laughter would, would return. I always heard that time heals all wounds. And I don't, I think that 90 days in a hundred days in 30 days in, like I, 
I didn't think that was true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I saw you being uncomfortable, when I would find something funny, um, it wasn't taking me out of grief. It was just the normal things of life that are funny and just laughing. And I could sense you being uncomfortable that what does that show to others? Does it show that we didn't mm-hmm. really love Jackson? Does it show that we're insensitive in our town that might see us laughing and just all of a sudden be over this? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you you really were uncomfortable with the whole laughter thing. And I didn't I didn't see that one coming, nor did I know the place that laughter would have or what laughter means. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those were some of the, man, I just didn't see that coming the first, first uh, couple months in. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, a huge part of, you know, why I fell in love with you is your humor. I mean, you've always made me laugh. So I can only imagine, you know, just how difficult that was when I'm shushing you every time you're trying to make me laugh. Or I just remember feeling guilty, um, especially in public. If, if somebody, you know, in our group would laugh and I just, it doesn't make sense now, but at the time I just had this overwhelming sense that I wanted everybody to be clear that we were sad. I wanted everybody to know that we missed Jackson. We, I wanted everybody to know that I wanted to honor the other families and the other kids and just the whole community because everybody was grieving. Everybody, you know, felt like they had some um, they were affected in some way by um, the suddenness of the loss of these three boys. And Jake was um, still, you know, suffering in the hospital and um, his future was unknown. And so it just felt for me, um, the only way I could say was just inappropriate. It just felt inappropriate. I think it also just kind of trickled into the weather for me. Um you know, I remember yeah, right. um, being so happy when fall came and the leaves were falling off the trees and it was starting to get really cold. Yeah, the wind felt bitter and um, the sky was darker. And I just I remember telling a couple other grieving moms and they got it. Um, but just saying, OK, finally, the weather is matching what I feel on the inside of my heart. Um, it was hard to grieve in the summer and just seeing people out and about having fun yeah. and um, life going on for yeah. other people. Yeah. Yeah. I even remember um, how difficult it was to try to find things to do as a family. I mean, funny movies felt hard. Sad yeah. movies were unbearable. Um, you know, I remember for a time we were, we even just kind of tried to watch some Chip and Joanna Gaines, their fixer upper, trying to find something that wouldn't be triggering um, to watch and do as a family. Um but yeah, I mean, there, it was just, it was a season of unexpectedness that hit both of us sideways. Um, I remember um, David Guthrie, I don't remember if it was when we were at the retreat or in one of the books, but he made a statement along the lines of just wondering if he would ever have Nancy back in the way that she used to be. And obviously, no, I mean, grief and loss changes you and you are a different person but I I knew exactly what he was getting at and I my heart was breaking for you as my husband too because I just couldn't promise you that I thought well I don't know I mean I hope and I will fight for joy but will I ever be able to have 
you know, this easy, fun, quick laughter again. I don't know. I mean, in those darker days of grief, I I just couldn't promise that to you. Yeah, I think it was definitely, it was definitely a both and. I mean, when, when we were in those first few months and we did have that realization like, oh man, like, laughter really may not return like this is this is a game changer you know this is this is a grief of which you can't have it undone you can't go back and be like oh we'll do something different and this won't happen again like you've crossed a line that can't go back and that's that's life changing Mm -hmm. when you can't get your son back um and and so i think I think for me during that time, it on the good side of the coin, it was a good wake up call for me. Like, I can't laugh my way through this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you kind of cautioning me to just be flippant really did help me lean into the grief. Like, man, this is serious and we can't get this back and I better grieve instead of just like try to make people laugh, try to make myself laugh, try to tamp down this grief, try not to address the grief, just kind of laugh it away. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of move on, just kind of laughter as escape. And that that would have been a very, very bad path to go down. And I think with my wiring, the way that I do find things funny, and I do love to laugh, and I do love to see other people enter into laughter and be relaxed and you know get a taste of that joy, Um, this was something that stopped me in my tracks that, you know, what is laughter about? And if it's about escapism and not addressing this hard stuff, you, you better do some work here on grief and lament. Otherwise it's going to come back and get you later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, laughter has been your go-to. Um, it's, it has been, you yeah. Know, I, I like the word escape, but also just it's it's a way to cope when things are tense or hard or, um, you know, it's it putting a smile on people's faces is a real gift um, of yours. And so to have that stripped away from the people that you love most, um, yeah, it did give us just we had to figure out. We were fumbling around trying to figure out how this is going to work now. Um, when that just didn't feel like it was coming easily or didn't feel at all appropriate to me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that really jumped out to me then is I began to think of, I began to think of humor and laughter in a a different light. Um, And so kind of the big idea for me then is, um, is there a way to proactively use laughter as medicine and really as worship um, and not as escapism and not as a way to avoid the hard things. Um, and, and that, that's been a really helpful journey for me and a really helpful way for me to, uh, you know, think about that. There's a great verse that, uh, the, uh, second wisest man that's ever lived, uh, uh, King uh, Solomon, um, he, he just writes in Proverbs 17, a joyful heart is good medicine, and so there's this aspect of um, going after joy, including laughter as good um, you know, medicine. Psalm 126 uh, actually connects um, this idea of our mouth being filled with laughter. 
with this idea of that being the same as our tongue shouting with joy. Mm. Um, and, and so I think there, there is certainly a place for it and it, it can be medicine. It cannot be something we escape Mm-hmm. the hard stuff of life mm-hmm. from and it can be a really good path to have its right fit as you continue to lament and fight fight for joy mm-hmm. I agree I agree yeah so I mean I just couldn't imagine getting to the place that we're at right now but but we're here I mean the the tears still flow mm-hmm. um, I mean they came easily just a couple days ago as I was looking at a picture of Jackson but eight and a half years in you know the laughter is is returning. It's um, it's easier for me to laugh. It's becoming more a part of our day again. I remember um, shortly after the accident, trying to connect with a couple other grieving moms on Facebook, and getting names. You know, people had referred different people to me, and I was trying to look them up. And it just, I could not believe it when I would see their page and that there were funny things they were posting, right. and their profile picture was them smiling. And, you know, their family, they had family pictures without their loved one in it, and they were all smiling, and it was so perplexing to me. I just thought, how in the world, that maybe this isn't the right person, because I'm looking for another grieving mom, and yet they were just further enough along in their grief journey um, to be experiencing some of that, and now we are too, and that's why I wanted to do this episode, because... Um, this would have been helpful for me um, yeah, would to have been hear helpful for me too. Um, earlier in our grief that, you know, God will restore um, some of the sweeter things that we loved about our life before um, Jackson died. And it takes time. I mean, I think you you nailed it. Like we've never liked the, the whole idea of time heals all wounds because it just doesn't. I right. mean, we will we will go to heaven with with some wounds. I mean, entering into heaven, <laughs> still feeling wounded. Once we're there, I know everything is is healed and made right. But I feel like the rest of my life here on earth, there will be um, a level and, you know, an aspect of sadness in my heart. But, um, but we are here to a place where our home is um, filled with laughter again on a regular basis. So I would love to kind of just transition into what do you think the turning point has been? Um, Obviously, time does help. I mean, even saying time doesn't heal all wounds, that's very true, but it does help. Um, The passing of time makes grief not as overwhelming, not as all-encompassing. It becomes a little bit more of an undercurrent versus, um, you know, crashing waves that just debilitate us. Um, And so, so I think time has definitely helped, but what else do you think has helped us to turn the corner and to have some of this laughter return? I think that for me, it was, you know, you are fond to say that it's a both and strategy, not Mm -hmm. an either or thinking. And Mm -hmm. I think when we started to see that in the midst of grief, it's not that my sadness is finally over and now I can start laughing again. Mm -hmm. Um, Grief is not linear. It's not you go from A to B and then you get you get C. It's this circular thing that as you move forward, you continue to cry. Mm -hmm. You continue to um, grieve. You continue to just miss your son. Um, And you continue to see the brokenness of just how bad that is and how bad that hurts. And in the same time, you're moving forward 
and there are reasons to laugh. So I think it was this this both and piece. I think that you know it this it it was about understanding that it's not closing one chapter mm-hmm. of my life and now my grief is finished and now I'm going to start my next chapter and my next chapter has this, right? Yeah. It's man, I'm going to be I'm going to be in this broken world forever. So what do I so what do I do with this and mm-hmm. how do I find hope in the land of the living? How do I how do I think of God and have a relationship with God in such a way that I'm not just enduring this, you know, broken wasteland, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm actually finding the goodness of the of of the Lord here and all that He is for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I think that was um, I think that was helpful. I think the other thing helpful too was that you know I began to see that I'm not just going to cry for the three days that I can take off work, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm not just going to cry for the first couple months. And really, I'm not just gonna, I'm not just gonna cry for the first year. Like, um, you know, I think that, I think that when we saw that tears were not the enemy, and that we're gonna cry for a long time, and mm-hmm. that your close friends can really help you in this grieving process, carry away buckets of tears with you, whether they're making you cry by bringing up his name, or whether mm-hmm. they're helping you through it, like. These tears are not to be feared. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good light bulb for me. Like, all right, I don't have tears today. Um, it does feel a little bit lighter. It's okay to laugh. And then the next three hours, something happens and I'm right back there again. Mm-hmm. And that's just the normal ebb and flow of what it looks like to get out of this deep, deep grief. And yeah. friends carrying away a bucket of tears was a major help, help for me. Oh, I agree. I think the people that were willing to sit with us in our tears were the first people we wanted to laugh with. Um, The safety that we felt in those relationships and knowing, okay, we haven't scared these people away yet. Um, Despite all of our tears, years of tears, they're still here. And so when something did strike us as funny, when God did give us reasons to laugh again, they felt like the safe people to do that with. Right. Um, I think, too, we did have a couple opportunities to get away as a family um, outside yeah. of the community, and I felt a little more freedom in those situations to be a little more lighthearted. And Nobody so, knows us there. We're right, able to just right. be out on our own as a family. Yeah. So kind of it felt risky, but I let myself try it. I let myself try it just to kind of let go of it for a minute and and laugh and let you laugh and let the kids be silly and not try to quiet everybody and remind them that we're supposed to be grieving. Um, so the, a couple of those trips I think were healing for us and helpful and some laughter returned then and helped us transition into being able to laugh here at home and in our community as well. Um, you know, I think too, our kids are just so stinking fun. <laughs> and, you know, it's hard not right. to want to just enjoy them. And they made us laugh. I mean, I had to think of that a number of times just, yes, I want to be in grief for our one son who is no longer here. But I've got three living kids who yeah. are so great. And, I want to enjoy them and laugh with them, and I want to be an engaged mom. Um, I don't want to be always crying about the one child I don't have here. 
and miss out on the three um, that are that are right here um, with us. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's uh, right on. I think that you know, for me, it became this i this idea of um, laughter is not something extra. Laughter is a good gift from from God. And there's a right place for it where you can't can't help it. And this is a very strange and odd verse. Again, Proverbs 31, 25 <clears throat> talks about this category of when a woman fears the Lord. What's it what's it uh, look like? And verse uh, you know, 25 says strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come. Like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Is there really a category that we lost one of our four kids and we have, in theory, a lot of years left of living and we are not guaranteed to uh, be the next ones to die? We may bury some more kids of ours. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how on earth can you laugh at the time to come. Mm-hmm. And so then there's this whole category of thinking there, there must be hope underneath this brokenness and sadness that is, is sustainable. And then you get to the point where laughter really proclaims that brokenness does not get the final word. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you believe that in your heart, that Christ just didn't experience our, sufferings in a theoretical way, but actually became flesh. He dwelt mm-hmm. on earth. He understood what that is firsthand and he's doing something about it. He's, he's restoring the cosmos to his father. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like when that hits home, I think that's what this verse is getting at. Like then there is a category that we can laugh at the time to come because in that laughter, we're proclaiming that the bad gets undone not just restored but we will get we will get jackson back in ways that were even better than we had him last Mm, time mm. and that brokenness does not get the final words and you know there's like like i said there's few things in life when you cross this line that absolutely cannot be undone Mm -hmm. and that's true here on earth but that's not the end of the story Mm -hmm. and where we're headed and when that truth hits you I think that there is a category where laughter proclaims worship that this brokenness is not the final word. I love that. I think you're right. It's it's that whole idea of laughter as an outward proclamation of our hope. Right. We are we are laughing because we believe this is not the end of the story. Um, you know, you we have a quote in our living room that I framed shortly after Jackson died from Jonathan Edwards. That says bad things will turn out for mm, ultimate good. I love that. Truly good things can never be taken away. And the best things are yet to come. And, and that's, that's based on a sermon right out of Romans 8. Romans yeah. 8, probably 25 to 35. I yeah. mean, it's it's just a, it's an incredible quote. And yeah. um, that really did, that really did change our life and change the way we think about grief. It did. It did. It just helps you to focus on eternity. And like you said, what God is doing in the midst of this suffering, for sure, this is not meaningless, um, you know, random suffering that we are enduring. This is all part of um, what God is doing um, here on earth in preparation for us for eternity. And 
those things are, you know, it like you said, it is such a both and. I can still have my moments of just being flat out mad that this is what we're dealing with and not even really wanting to focus in on, um, you know, what is God doing through it, but also continuing to come back and circle back to um, to a quote like that, to the passages of scripture that you shared and just reminding us um, that, you know, we can accept this grief and that we will be missing Jackson for the rest of our life. And right. um, there is still good um, to be embraced and enjoyed here on this earth as we prepare to um, go be with Christ someday. Yeah. And, and this is, this is different type of laughter too. This is not, this is not the type of laughter that makes fun of everyone in the room to build yourself up. (laughs) This, this, this isn't to, um, to fill a need in you to be, um, seen as the, uh, you know, smartest person in the room. This is this is laughter that really gives the gift of joy to others. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And two of my favorite comics really hit on this uh, theme. They they have made their job studying humor, mm-hmm. um, and they're super good at it. Tim Hawkins and Michael Jr. And they both make the point that the the turning point for them was when they stopped looking at stand up comedy as a way for them to get laughs. And for them to feel better about themselves and mm-hmm. absolutely turn it on its head that laughter is about giving laughter to others. Mm-hmm. And that's what's contagious for them. And that's what they love about it is that they love seeing other people laugh and they mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. giving that laugh to them. And so that ties back to this this idea that laughter really does proclaim the hope that we have Um and, and it, it does give, um, it does turn laughter off of us either making fun of others so we feel better or, or making ourselves look great or doing something for us, but rather just an overflow of, man, I do have this settled peace that even as hard as this is and as broken this is, um, you know, God gets the final word on this and he's my father and he loves me and he is for me. And even in this brokenness, he has not forsaken me. You know, Mm -hmm. he did forsake his son on the cross and turn his back on him so that he would never turn his back on me. Mm -hmm. That, that he experienced, um, the abandonment that I do feel in the deep grief of my son. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't have the abandonment of the father that Christ had on the cross. I do have him always with me. Eric, I want to go back to what you said about how reintroducing laughter and allowing ourselves to feel more lighthearted does not mean that we have now closed the chapter on grief. That's really helpful for me. We will continue to have darker days. We will continue to have tears. We will continue to deal with our loss as well as these other families and our community as a whole. But the phrase that has helped me in this both and way of looking at things is something that Nancy Guthrie taught us at the grief retreat. And that is the idea of putting our grief on the shelf, right? The idea that there will be moments and seasons and occasions where we can set our grief aside for a minute and embrace other emotions and engage in the lives of the loved ones around us. And when we're ready whether that be five minutes later or four hours later, we can freely grab that grief back off the shelf and it's right there. It's not going anywhere. And I think I I feared that for a while, that if I let go 
um, of this deep, dark sadness and let myself laugh, I wasn't done grieving. I wanted to continue to grieve. And so laughter was scary for me because I thought, no, I don't, I don't want to laugh yet. I want to continue to grieve. But when she shared that whole idea of putting grief on the shelf for a specific period of time, for a specific reason, it was so freeing for me and so helpful and a piece of advice that I continue to share with people when they want to continue to move forward and progress in their healing and maintain relationships and build new relationships. It's such a great concept to remember in the midst of this both and. Right. We wanted to do this episode to encourage you that um, maybe you are not experiencing laughter. Maybe you're in a place like we have been before of wondering if that will return in the same way. Um, you know, that I think it's helpful to remember that the, the normal Christian experience in this world is to have seasons yeah, of sadness right. and to have lighter seasons, um, easier seasons. And to accept them both um, and even to kind of have them all mush up together and have those times of even a both and where you're experiencing both because, you know, I think another thing that really has helped us to turn the corner um, has been we've just, we have had some really wonderful things happen. I mean, we had the move last year. Um, We had the wedding this year. um, And so you know, experiencing yeah. some deep sadness and then these beautiful things. Um, in some ways, I feel like my laughter is even sweeter now. Yeah, I feel like not only has it returned, but um, it's different in even a better way. They feel my laughter feels more, even more genuine and even more hopeful. And um, sounds weird, but that's how I feel. And I just am encouraging, I'm wanting to encourage those of you who are listening, um, that this kind of hope, this kind of, um, happiness, it is joy. Yes. But, um, there is another, another level of experiencing just the happiness and laughter and lightness of soul, um, that we want to give testimony today that um, we are beginning to experience and we want to share with you. What else do you have to say, Eric, as we wrap this up for somebody who may not be able to imagine getting to the place that we're at? Um, what 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 are kind of last things do you want to leave with them? Yeah, I just I just think that it is a worthy path to go down. Um, you will not find things funny if you just give up. Um, and so um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I don't fully believe that either. Like there is a path that when your son dies, you give up in despondency and bitterness. And really at that point in time, laughter will never return. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I think the in encouragement is to continue to fight for joy in the midst of tears Um, because if you don't and you give up to despondency and bitterness um, this pain will not make you stronger yeah and so your sweetness at the end that said um, you know you feel like you're laughing in a way that's different and better I think that's right, and I think that you did a lot of the heavy lifting to be able to get here. And if you would have given up, laughter would not have come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think 
So I, I, I think it's a, it's a worthy road to continue to learn Mm -hmm. what lament is and that laughter has a spot. And I like the way you said seasons, like we were never this easy to laugh seven, eight years ago, Mm -hmm. six, seven years ago. And that, that quickness to laugh now is definitely different than it uh, was then. But Mm -hmm. I've learned that it's not like that season is over and now I can laugh. There was seasons of laughter, even within that early season of heavy grief. And I think what I've learned now and I want to you know, share is um, as you continue to pursue hope and peace in this, there's a spot for laughter that can really be worship. And as it returns, it does underscore your, your hope in a God that is solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we've said many times before, when the tears are there, you need to let them flow. Um, As counterintuitive as that seems, they can be the path to this laughter. Um, And so, you know, we had to deal with our grief. We had to lean in um, before we could begin to see some of this healing and happiness return. So if you are not, if you're not at a place where you're feeling laughter um, at all on the the horizon, um, I would just encourage you keep fighting the bitterness, keep fighting the despondency, but let those tears flow and Lord willing, they will blossom into beautiful, sweeter um, laughter, um, more beautiful laughter in the years to come as you keep going one day at a time, fighting for joy and just asking God to do his miraculous work in your life. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fighting for Joy podcast. I just want to remind you that I am still partnering with Faithful Counseling this season to help bring you quality online Christian counseling. Use my code at faithfulcounseling.com slash fightingforjoy. You will find out more there and receive 10% off. I can't say it enough, but quality counseling is a worthy investment. Such a powerful tool in the fight for joy in the midst of this broken world. Again, check it out at faithfulcounseling.com slash fightingforjoy, or just send me a message and I will get you the direct link. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.